The hull of a Russian naval vessel was purportedly penetrated by an angry walrus protecting her calf. Noted cinema slacker Kevin Smith has already optioned the rights to her story, revitalizing his walrus yes movement, which spawned the infamous indie horror, Tusk. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. Cunnilingus and cum dumpstery. Yes, that is <laughs> what we're at here. Ooh, I love it. It is not cola, it is a cup. Cacola. Time to whip it out and start cooking. The power of the mic compels you. Much like cock, I need one. And at this point, you can smell the Caucasian through your speakers. You're screaming at cream! I think I missed half of the references, but I understood the point. Oh, what a dunderfuck. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And I'm glad that you were not around to see the chaos of the pre-roll, listeners, because it was ghastly. There were some very weird things that happened there. Mm-hmm. And if Michael mm-hmm. figures out how to do it, he can plug in a little auto-tuned song right here, because for some reason he thinks that he can watch a YouTube video and learn how to auto-tune by hand, which I was trying to describe to him, which means he's going to go into every waveform and have to manually manipulate it. Speaking of manually manipulating what? things, apparently I have caught a random case of the rubber lips today, which is, from my experience, <laughs> what you usually do to make her come. But uh, I, I don't know what's going on. Strange occurrences. Well, and obviously we are lacking the uh, the female persuasion here this uh, this evening or morning or whenever the hell you're listening to this. We're not encumbering your schedule. This is on your time, friends yeah. and listeners. Yeah, this you can could even be like two years in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are a movable feast, and I have said that so many times. Did you guys know that we have 500 views on that Flat Earth episode, on our episode 13? Oh, we're we're blowing up. On the tubes of you, my friend. But the thing we, is, is like, we have no nearly, uh, we've got 500 views this month alone. Well, thank you. <laughs> For a bit if of you, housekeeping. If you decided to uh, to listen, thank you. Yeah. But yeah, you said we're, we're sans a guest, or sans Courtney, or I mean, Jonah. is she a guest? I have been asked this multiple times now by my girlfriend, including this evening as I was walking in. She's like, so is... Is Courtney a part of this? We've had this conversation before, but uh, yeah, is, well, is Courtney going to be on the show going forward? Is or you know, was this just kind of like a a try thing? And for the most part, we have said, you know, maybe this we have to amend this and make it like those uh, auto insurance commercials where it's like the Limu Emu and Doug. It'll be the Disinformed Podcast and Courtney. <laughs> Where just whenever she decides to amble up and contribute, then she can join in. But otherwise, you know, I she's think it's not a no really... pressure, a no pressure thing for her. So she doesn't get like Bieber stress on about it. It's, a, it's an <laughs> open you. relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those so... always work out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So we have our very talented friend Jess making us some new uh, art or cover uh, images for the podcast. And we were having the conversation amongst we three and uh, we're like, so should we have her like sh- Courtney should be in there, right? Like Courtney should get cartooned. And Shane, you had a really good point, which is, you know, just, you know, pose the question and, and see, uh, you know, 
see the level of involvement based on on the response like if she wants to be mm-hmm. there she's going to say yes and she definitely gave an open relationship kind of response <laughs> um i'm just going to talk shit about you courtney because you're not here uh-huh. uh let's see as long said. as you continue to want to have sex with me then i guess i'll stick around <laughs> And uh, I can't tell you the number of times I've had that conversation. Well, since Courtney can't be here, I'll let her words speak, uh, you know, for the episode. And she says, I'm here to hang out as long as you'll have me or until you get sick of me. And since Michael is still around, I feel that job security is pretty likely. So that being said, Courtney, you will be on the art. Hey, who's art? And why is he uh, interloping and uh, cucking Jonah and yourself? I don't know, man. But we were talking pre-roll about what we're, we were going to do. I'm sorry. Today. I'm still like traumatized by the experience of the, the pre-roll for me. So I'm, I'm trying to get back to baseline. Yeah. If we want to paint a picture, you turn into Michael for probably a minute and a half. And I think a minute and a half of Michael is kind of like in uh, Interstellar where they go down to the uh, the planet <laughs> with the waves. So yeah, like, I lost five years. Yeah. One and a half uh, minutes being Michael or having his ability to cold read. <laughs> It's like seven years this for you. This little maneuver will cost us 51 <laughs> years. And see, I can say revitalizing as much as humanly possible, apparently. Once when it's I read it, down. my brain yeah. did not connect that synaptically. So it's it's fun. Can you can you reenact how you how you were trying to pronounce it? I know. That's the sad thing, as I think I blacked out halfway through the sentence and I woke up on the other side of ing. I got you. It was revital. And then the the last the the penultimate attempt it was revitalizing because yes. you, you got excited that you were hitting it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I feel like Michael's just in the background, just fucking fist pumping, just like, yeah, bitch, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> no, I was just I was empathetic. I I, I understood his plight there. I'm like I feel you. I black out too whenever I talk. <laughs> I, yes, I feel I've been humbled. Yeah. Well, it's the three of us today. And Ugh. I, because I'm the lazy one, uh, even if there's four people, I'm still the laziest one. Um, I suggested that instead of going forward with a topic that we just shoot the shit, because fun things have happened in the past week. And today is, for all all I can tell, a pretty damn good day. Mm, um, I was so, about to say, a series of unfortunate events have occurred. <laughs> um. But we kind of pitched the idea of maybe just not doing a topic and just, you know, doing the three dudes and a mic uh, podcast format this week. Oh, sorry. Two dudes and a mic. Okay. I was like, did, do you need to go back to, to, to counting like math? No, I and meant like, furthermore, like I haven't got, do- oh, go ahead. I haven't gotten Courtney's pronouns in a ha- hot minute, but I'm fairly certain she doesn't qualify as a dude. <laughs> Well, that's for her to say, or that's for Courtney to say. For Courtney to I, say. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not presuming um, anything. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how people talk about podcasts, like like subgenres, where it's like three dudes and a mic, you know, where it's just free form. You guys haven't. Yeah. Have, no, okay. I've, I, yeah, two dudes talking. I've, I've made, I've mentioned that like genre yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. Usually you're referencing Pornhub, though. But, uh, no, usually you're referencing porn. That huh? is very fair. Hey, we haven't talked about porn in a while. Well, oh, we a are definitely going to get in there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we're going to get in them guts. There, there's a, <laughs> uh, a cum-fisted Sigourney segue, if I've ever heard one. 
Um, should we even say what the show usually is or just, I mean, I'm fine to, since we do adhere to the law that every podcast is someone's first podcast. Uh, yes. For those of you who stumbled in here drunkenly out of an alleyway and went, Oh, this sounds interesting. I'm sorry. Um, but we will typically discuss a random esoteric topic and then lie about it in the course of explaining it to one another. And we have to pick the lies out of a lineup and, you know, say that one and show on the doll where it touched us. Like, it's a really prolonged process and it's uh, difficult to navigate in most instances. And yeah. uh, nobody wins. Not once. Ever. And uh, we're not doing that today. Maybe. We have a safe word. Unless someone, you know, pulls a drawstring and, uh, you know, pops the chute. <laughs> well, considering that most of our episodes, like a quarter, a good quarter of it is just what we're doing. Right uh-huh. Yeah. Um well, I'm well, not going to let the uh the Sigourney Segway take me to where it was supposed to. Oh, well, what the fuck else is new? I had the most bizarre week of work. And not bizarre like like things were weird at work, but I just had like a collection of people that I don't know how they I don't know how they even get places. How they function? Like, yeah, like the bus you didn't see drop them, them and you're, it's not the it's not like stealing the Tom Segura joke, but it's like, how do you drive a car? Like, did you drive yourself here? Did you get dropped off? Is that your usual life? And not like an Uber context, but like all the did time. Did mom drop you off with a sack lunch at the bar? That would be fucking hilarious. Listen, the type of sack lunch you get at John's bar <laughs> is dramatically different. Yeah, it comes to me in the back room, baby. It's a strange sort of ham and egg sandwich. Well, my, <laughs> <laughs> my schedule has been way nicer lately because I, I went from working uh, three 2 a.m.s. Like when New Year's Eve happened, I worked three 2 a.m. closes back to back to back. And mm. to anyone Ugh. out there that works in the service industry and works a 2 a.m. gig and you, that's your life, like for five days straight, I applaud you i don't know how the fuck you do it it is so 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 weird even when your sleep schedule is adjusted and you know you know you're hitting you know you have energy throughout the time it's just still a weird time to be awake um but anyway so now i'm only doing one 2 a.m like throughout the month of january i'm only doing one 2 a.m close uh per week which is really nice but somehow just that dice roll uh this last saturday I had a very unique interaction with some customers late night, which, as we've covered before, um, is the only time where these kind of interactions will ever fucking happen. So this, uh, I have to say the dude's probably, the couple's probably around in their 50s, maybe, if I had a, had a guess. Mm. Um, it was this white dude, and then his wife was an Asian gal. And that doesn't really have anything to do with the story. Um, just figured I'd paint the picture. Um, so they sit down in the corner. And it's pretty slow at this time of night. It's it's probably past 11, maybe close to midnight. And they sit down, they order their drinks. They're nice enough. And I ask the traditional question, which is, you guys starting a tab? Or what do you, what do you want to do? One and done, starting a tab? It was all oh, start a tab. So he starts pulling out his credit card. This moment, she chimes in and she goes, don't you fucking let him pay. It's my turn. And uh -oh. I don't know about you guys, but I I don't play that game. I'm from a big family and for most of my like all my childhood memories I just remember the credit card game or the, the who gets the check game between my dad and my grandpa or you know so on and so forth mm -hmm. and it is some of the most immediately annoying shit 
Like it's a trigger for me and I just fucking won't do it. And now that I work behind a bar, I don't respect it. And I play the quick draw policy. Whoever gets me a card first, that's who gets to pay. Because that's the one who cares the most. Fair. You know, at least that's my opinion on it. Like if you wanted to pay, you would have already paid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense to me. Like how my brother used to fuck, uh, fuck with my dad. He would go to the waiter uh, <laughs> my brother used to fuck my dad <laughs> roll tide would that you know, count no you know, like uh like logan used to tell me comments like that's why my mom won't fuck me anymore <laughs> um anyway uh yeah my, my brother would go and sneakily like just give his card to the way god damn it what <laughs> sorry the phrase weaning my weenie weaning my weenie weaning because you know your parents wean you off of you know well i should say your parents my dad weaned me off of milk as well uh, <laughs> you know the, the, the mom they, they wean you off of the tit eventually and said <laughs> they were weaning my weenie <laughs> This has been Shane Hunt's Brain Corner. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> this is why I said I don't drink, because if I took the lid off of that thing constantly, I'd be locked up. They'd have no other alternative. I mean, I think I would still pay to see you like take an edible once. But then we've talked about the slippery slope that kind of... Uh... Well, you see, though, I, I'm building up to it because I have enough people. I'm getting close where that is going to be a significant enough payday that I can take like a year off of work. <laughs> to just take one edible with all the people that want to pay to watch it. I can live stream that shit and then be great rolling in the dough, rolling in the deep. If I, if I can steal a phrase, RIP Adele. Indeed. <laughs> She's still alive. Well, um, she touched us. Apparently that's enough to kill a career just at the onset. Oh, but uh, anywho, your, your brother was fucking your dad one time. <laughs> so in with between with the my dad, my brother would cert, insert a credit card into his urethra now um oh <laughs> you know refer to cash that or credit like a mobile square payment <laughs> you know where you put the death. little thing in there and you swipe it through is no, it chip that... or swipe whatever oh god <laughs> swiping bad news <laughs> we call that credit sounding how my brother would assert his dominance over my cuck dad um <laughs> 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 he would go essentially pay the check before the check even existed. Uh, you know, just give the credit card. Just be like, walk hey, up just to settle, the table yeah. and be like, here, it's yeah. on me. Yeah, just settle settle it up. And my dad pissed himself with anger. <laughs> um, but anywho, the dude gets me his card first. So I take his card and I, I don't I don't think I don't even say anything to the lady. I just kind of like give a eye smile because that's what I can do behind the mask is, you know, you just pretend like you're smiling, which I'm, I never am. Yes. I never smile at work now. I just squint my eyes and it makes it look like I smiled. Um, <laughs> Racist. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so it does have to do with this. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so this lady is not happy. And this takes place all within 35 seconds. I take the order. Mm-hmm. I say this stuff. And she goes, do not take his card. And I was like, well, but you'll probably get it on the next round. Like, don't worry about it. You know, you, he's got you on this one. And she goes, I have pepper spray in my purse. I was like, okay. She goes, if you take his card, I will pepper spray you in the face. And I guess you're I not taking any card jerk, tonight. So I need jerk reaction a la Shane. And I go, 
You haven't fucked me well enough. <laughs> yeah, you you haven't fucked me well enough to pepper spray me in the face. <laughs> I said, kill that motherfucker. Um, no, at that point, you're just like, ma'am, I'm married. <laughs> ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> no, I, uh, I said, that would be the quickest and easiest way to get kicked out of a bar. And I just knee-jerk reaction. And I, and I didn't say, like, a dickhead or anything. I was like, well, yeah. that'd be a quick mm-hmm. way to get kicked out of a bar. She goes, I oh, if I pepper sprayed you in the face, you would kick me out? <laughs> no, I would call the police. There's and I said, no provocation? <laughs> of course. And I responded before walking away and telling my coworker that he would continue serving them and I would not. Um, was, was, if you assaulted me, would I kick you out of the bar? I think that would be the minimum amount that could be like to be expected from that gesture thank Mm, you yeah yeah i just can't believe like i I didn't even process that story really until like a few nights later when uh becky came to visit me at work because i I don't really take this home now like especially in a 2 a.m close like by the time i get home like i'm not thinking about the dumb dumb bitch in the corner who threatened to pepper spray me i just (laughs) like like oh video games or oh i could try and watch an episode of something before i fall asleep you know but she was at the bar and i just i just had like that flashbulb of like Oh my god, that fucking happened. Like, I'd found, like, the memento tattoo on my arm. Uh, <laughs> John G. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was one of the, the weird interactions this week. I, I just don't understand, and maybe this is because I don't drink and I'm not sociable, but, uh, like, why, in the midst of, you know, I want to be respectful and considerate of someone who is being forced to wait on me granted i know like i'm the one who's you know the patron here and the customer's always right mentality of most people of i will comport myself however i damn well please and they adjust but it's like i've been in a service industry now since i was you know early late teens early 20s it constantly just dealing with these mumble-mouthed fucks I want to be as courteous and considerate and kind as I can be to someone yeah. who is basically just trying to make a living and not there to make my life better. So the individuals who come off with attitude or just say random nonsense like that to a server just baffles me. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's fucking just breathtakingly fucked at moments. And even like, especially in like the midst of a pandemic or, you know, like the whole COVID stuff, like there's Tensions been a lot. High. Yeah, but there's been a lot more empathy, but I feel like it makes the, the opposite side of that coin even more severe. Like when you get the severe lack thereof, yeah. where it's just like, it almost gives you fucking whiplash uh, from yeah. dealing with somebody who is like, just painstakingly like overthinking you. And for the first time in your life, you're realizing that it's not an act like they are very thankful for, you know, having somewhere to be and that that place exists, be, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, to go to the just the lack there of like, I'll fucking pepper spray you little bitch. <laughs> right. Uh, because I won't let you pay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's also it's the iceberg principle, right? Is anything that's showing above the water, you have to have at least that amount or greater underneath the water to support it because it has to balance itself out. Makes Uh, sense. uh, You know, same principle applies to people comporting themselves with dignity and respect is that you have the same number of people, if not larger, being cunts. Yeah. But I, I, not to, to move on 
too quickly. I have two other things that I want to talk about, but I don't so know many. if like, I don't know if I should end on one, like if we should like sandwich because Shane, uh, Michael had some weird line of questioning for Shane, like a fucking deposition um, that we were that we were <laughs> going to talk about. So I don't know if like maybe we're going to make a Shane sandwich here and I'm just going to be the bread. Um just weaning my Michael's weenie. Michael's fucking weaning his weenie too. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like that. Michael is always just sort of uh, at the the butt end of the joke that we're always misrepresenting how he's dealing with the general public. This is the time. I, I think this is where Michael's the stroke is going to happen. You might need to help me. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> what? Huh? huh? Show sure, me how to tits me- fart. Yeah, let me let me tie this together. Michael, when you and your girlfriend come visit me at work, thank you for being respectful human beings that I can actually flip off and not get in trouble for doing so. I appreciate that about you a lot. Yeah. Oh. And uh you get to see some of the maniacs from time to time. So Yes, like the the people that were right next to us that proceeded to pet my girlfriend's dog, no <laughs> innuendo. Um It's actually a cat, but He's not a cat. He's, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you talk about your girlfriend like that. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I go to the bathroom and I come back and there's like three people like standing next to her, one of which is petting her dog, innuendo intended that time. Um, and they were arm wrestling each other and because they like tried going inside. Like I didn't oh, know the whole I... story behind that. But they like apparently go in and then you tell them, hey, there's no real seating for three people. Wait until a table. They yeah. go in and they go outside to wait, and then two people, this chick and this dude, are arm wrestling, and then the other person starts attempting to hit on my girlfriend by asking her her name while petting the dog, and she keeps talking about her dog. Yeah, so you got a pretty uh, pretty fucking awesome dog here. What's your name? Like Butch or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, oh, his, his name is Evan. No, I'm talking about your name. Uh, his name is Evan. Listen, bitch, what eye do I look in? <laughs> And then they proceeded to like go inside and sit at the table, and then they arm wrestled each other and had like a competition about it. Oh. We, uh, girl, I mean, uh, I, Destiny I think... and I talked about it. We think that they're like a three, like a love triangle. Oh my! Where two God. Uh, two people are dating, and the other person is like sexually frustrated, but the woman is trying to include him oh my because God. when the big buff dude went off to the bathroom or something like that, they started arm wrestling. It, oh, it was it was fuck. very weird. You fuck. Uh, two nights ago. I fuck mate. So there's this guy that's been coming in. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring no. up some repressed memories. Man, hashtag hey, remember, <laughs> remember when I said flashbulb and I don't bring this shit home? Like even if I think it's hilarious, mm-hmm. you just fucking flashbulb me. There's this dude who's been coming in Ugh. for the past like like one to two months, and he is a very very large gentleman. And that's not me trying to be like again, just painting pictures. Just a very very big dude. Size and he's he's bringing in uh, a different girl every time and. It's just he's a really nice guy. I feel super seen. fucking nice guy. He's using it as a first date spot, and he fucking crushes it every time. Like he's he's picking up the whole bill. Like you can watch. Like he's just dripping with swag, like swagger. And oh, there's a difference. Dripping it. There's, he's just dripping a, in pussy. Wait, yeah. wait. I was gonna say, did you start saying dripping in sweat and then change it to swagger? <laughs> I mean, the uh, the exertion with all that swagger to be dripped might also cause sweat. Maybe <laughs> uh, I'm gonna what? take you home. It fuck you so good. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna give you this dick once I find it. <laughs> oh, no. So, 
so but anyway he's super nice every time he's always it's always awesome to have him in there um and he <laughs> shows up on sunday this is I'm getting excited this is- and i'm okay, shapiro right. now um it's sunday night i come up from the back room after eating my dinner and in the far corner near the garage door he's sitting there with four women and i recognize at least two of them from dates that he's been on and some of them don't necessarily look like they go out at night for free with people like him ouch uh you said he was a really nice guy he is a really nice guy yeah what if all that what if that's all that matters just like big pun he's not a player he just crushed a lot (laughs) we're not arguing whether or not he's a good guy or not we're just observing we're arguing whether he pays for pussy that's important (laughs) to clarify but my co-worker's brain and i is just running a mile a minute because we do recognize some of these chicks and one chick leaves then another chick leaves and all of a sudden we're we're wondering like did we just witness the escort version of the bachelor (laughs) (laughs) he's got a bidding war at the table it's a silent auction or a coction if you will sorry felicity i can't really afford you tonight if i'm also going to take home diamond so you're gonna have to get the fuck out (laughs) lexus give me a minute (laughs) i don't know for the love of me why your parents decided to name you legally used diaper but used diaper you're out just on name alone <laughs> weird flex but okay instead of ha- handing off a rose or something he hands off their check to them when it's uh <laughs> when it's their time to go hey remember i said that i was picking up the whole bill well you drank more of that mead than she did and that's a very mm-hmm. fine mead that you're not drinking chastity <laughs> I'd like to call your attention to stage five. We have chastity. (laughs) Um, Okay, quick, quick aside. It'll tick one of my boxes and then we got to get to Shane because I'm fucking tired of being the guy who's just losing his mind remembering stupid stories from work. Um, It's not going to get any better when you shift over to me, friend. That's fine. Um, I had a moment this week and it involves uh, your private no-no time. Why am I shocked? I don't like where this is going. Why are you watching my private no-no time is the question. So I've been a little more down to the wire lately. Like I have other things that I'm wanting to be doing, but I, I, I know myself well. And if I don't have a, a pre-work just sesh. <laughs> I was going to say, what useless. what weird like game show is this that it's the beat the cock challenge or like I, the wires counting down like Mission Impossible. Okay. Someone's lit the fuse and it's just... I am not going to be talked to by that by someone who I have seen angry because they didn't jack off in their day. I mean, I understand. I'm just telling you, I don't have like that limitation of a restraint. No, I mean, I could go through my day without coming. I just prefer mm. not to. Just like, you know. I don't blame you. Yeah, it, it's amazing. But anyway, you so. Can, I mean, just jerk off when you get to work, for God's sakes. Man, break that seal. Serve one, you know, serve someone a white Russian. <laughs> I actually, stern point of fact, I do serve a white Russian every night. I'm one of sure our you do. <laughs> yes. And uh, no Kahlua. <laughs> um, I thought you said they were out of Kahlua. Oh, I improvised wink thank you for the what's joke this, michael why does this taste like asparagus <laughs> tastes like piss you know, and this flies, shit tastes don't like it? piss and flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
um which by the way the movies pop up is in february at van buren we going um but i've been kind of in a time crunch lately like i was i was trying to say there so i don't go like i like to try and like relax when i find stuff to jack it to so like i'll take my sweet time i'll browse some pictures like i'll see if maybe there's a new model that i haven't discovered you know your next favorite thing is always around the next you know click of the mouse um and you have a, you're taking your laptop with you to the bathroom i was speaking just you know off the cuff no oh i thought we established that he does Shut I up, thought there Michael. was a previous. <laughs> <laughs> I said it on the squatty potty, and <laughs> I have a yeah. trajectory. So, you guys are you guys familiar with compilation videos? <laughs> I'm not familiar with it, but uh, are you fur? It makes sense, but I don't want to say yes. It's just, essentially it's just a greatest greatest hits of a girl getting <laughs> greatest getting gooped on. You know? getting that goop. What about the ass? Can why why don't we you know deal with the ass here? <laughs> um. So I saw. Uh, um, should I say artist or model? I mean, whatever you want to swing, my friend. I saw a a, a, a thumbnail pop up of an actress. Oh, a uh, actress. Uh, yeah, uh, she's oh, a no. she's a fuck picture actress, and uh, <laughs> and it was her like greatest hits, and I was like, bet like this this will this will make it like thirty seconds or less, which mm-hmm. is you know about five seconds more than usual. Um, and I start doing my business. The content is great. I would have paid for it, but instead I got it for free on Pornhub. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and right as I hit the vinegar stroke point, like the point of no return where there's no way that no matter what pops up on the screen next, I'm not coming. Uh, it got into a lane that I didn't expect it to. And I ended up finishing while watching her get pissed like pee go into her mouth and she drank it and it was one of the most disgusting moments of my adult life that i can think of and the moment that i was done like everyone has i immediately i was like i don't think i'm a good person it's at that all post nut clarity <laughs> like it gets everyone that actually it's a real thing yeah um but i just I just needed to vent. I needed to share that with you guys because I felt like a fucking monster. Um, it, it wasn't your proudest fam. And I, it was my proudest. It wasn't even close to my proudest fam. Like, do you I have just don't... one? <laughs> I actually don't want to know that story. I don't. All right. Please, home, no. Homework assignment, guys. We are now a uh, sex positive podcast. And all we're going to talk about every episode is our best sexual experiences. Okay. Come back next week to hear about the time that Michael did pot. <laughs> that was his actual experience I... with the cops. It's very important. Um, but anyway. Officer, uh, the cuffs are hurting me, but not good enough. I guess I was kind of bringing that up to ask if Shane has ever had a similar experience. Or Michael, but I... You know, Michael, don't fuck. You've already heard mine. I've talked about the uh, the distended anus that uh, you know, approached me. <laughs> <laughs> that I had to fight and <laughs> grapple with, like, you know, Clash of the Titans. <laughs> and Michael's just got a blank expression, as always, so I'm just apparently I, mean, I need to rehash awkward... the story. Oh, no, I was more thinking about my own. I don't... I, I've already oh. told my awkward sex stories, so... I mean, they're not really awkward sex stories, Michael. They're reasons you didn't have sex again. <laughs> <laughs> 
they don't call me back? <laughs> well, you see, huh? you see, you were having a really good time, so you gave your phone to them so that they could put their number in. But you found out the next morning that there was a digit missing. So <laughs> if you just if you just want to, like, I'm just going to write a note, and you can just give it to this person the next time you see them. Exactly. I mean, you're being. You just want to be professional about this. Just. I'm just trying to be a good guy, okay? I didn't know you'd do that for me. That's that's very that's very nice. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. It's yeah. a service that's offered at uh, John's place of employment. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can give me a note addressed to literally anybody with a, descri- a vague description, and I will probably tear it up after you leave. Mm-hmm. So bring that right down to Bottle Shop 48, and uh, yeah, you know John exactly will get where... right on doing that for you. He'll, yeah. uh, he'll happily provide you that service you gotta... only at Bottle Shop 48. That is uh, found in Fuxville, uh, Arizona. Yep, that is in Arizona, and you heard it here first. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally endorsed by and for them. And someone will vulcanize <laughs> your tires while you wait. You will not need a tetanus shot after. I promise. No, you that. no. <laughs> you also won't need a mask. So congratulations. Yeah, have fun uh. with that. <laughs> so, um, Michael, uh, yes, <clears throat> you were looking forward to editing this episode, I'm sure, but. Uh, Oh yeah, there's a definitely there's a word back there. I need you to bleep for me. I, I, I figured. I just wanted to laugh. That was all I was going for, and uh, it didn't really hit the way I hoped it would. And it uh, was great. I liked it. And speaking well, of not floor. quite hitting uh, the the precise spot that was intended, Michael, tell me the uh, tell me a story. Once upon a time, um, you woke up okay, with a big I, dick. Big, big, and then big, I woke big, up. big, big, big dick. <laughs> it's a whole new complexion on the term fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, uh, so I was talking to a driver the other day at work, and he mentioned, we started talking about Lake uh, Havasu for some reason, okay. and then he mentioned that he worked at a pizza shop called uh, Papa Leone? Leone's? Leone's. Leone's? Yeah. Okay, Papa sure, Leon? <laughs> that there, Papa Leon's <laughs> off of that, uh, the Lake Pleasant River, you know, next to that there, London Bridge. Um, Where's cool. the point? I forgot what the river was called. <laughs> I, I didn't give a shit. Um, and then I mentioned that I knew someone from Lake uh, Havasu, I always, I kept calling it Lake Pleasant whenever I was co- in the conversation, <laughs> even if they are nowhere near close to each other. It's just like habit for me to call it Lake Pleasant for some reason. But, so I mentioned you and he's like, oh, wait, I think I might know him. Does he know X and Y? And so that's why I asked you, Shane. And yeah, that now was, that, that was it. My follow up question to do I know X and Y, <laughs> he had to have given some sort of context for how he would know me then. Um, I think because I mentioned that you work security at some bar or some sort of thing in Lake Havasu. Okay. Um, and I also mentioned that you were in music. And so... Um, I'm in I the think, music. Yes, you were in the music. You did the music thing. Yes. With the, with the, with the, and all that other stuff. So, uh, <laughs> um... And I think he, I think he's played music before in some like unofficial capacity or some sort of effect or something like that. But I I don't remember. But what anyway, is an unofficial it, it capacity something... of playing music he, he is that like you went he... to Guitar Center and fingered a string and then left? Yes, I don't think he was like ever you actually carry in a... a license to play music. I don't think I, he uh... was ever in a band. I dabble in music. I own a kazoo. Wait. Yes, I, I no, couldn't, I for couldn't the love of God, a, please, yeah, play the kazoo for us. Yes. Where 
<laughs> You're not fucking a cat. <laughs> well, not with that attitude. <laughs> you do and you'll clean it up. And that's the only way um, Michael's gotten pussy in the last decade. <laughs> they keep running too fast and they have claws. Um, retractable claws. MSG. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he, he it's knew what those two sex people. Sex life and Chinese food has in common. <laughs> they both use cats, and they're high in cholesterol. Yes, <laughs> you watch your sodium intake. I don't understand their references, but I think I got the point. <laughs> uh, so, in point of fact, it does turn out I do know both of those individuals, and I have a rather sordid past with them. As it turns out. And so when I attempted to somewhat divulge a little bit of this in the course of our chat, I was given the, the podcast shush, which means table this. We'll, we'll discuss it on air for everybody else's consumption as well. It's been a really weird time for our friendship. Uh, like having like doing the podcast now for a little bit mm -hmm. because I you just gave it a name and I hadn't named it or had a name for it till then. But we have been podcast hushing each other for a good long while now. Yes. And even like when we could do band practice and like be in the same room every Sunday, like you'd be getting caught up with everybody else. And I would actively be trying to ignore everything that you were fucking saying, which was very tone deaf in the moment because like then you try to vent and i'd be like uh but i knew it would be on the podcast <laughs> save it but anyway now that uh selfish assholes have made it almost impossible for us to do that for a while yes we do have a like a hey this would probably be good good fodder for for the show yeah, there's always the idea that this is you know why waste good content on you know de-stressing yeah like why waste your feelings just bottle it up. Down. I mean, this is our therapy down. session, right? Yeah. Yeah. How was your guys' weeks? Well, hot oh, damn it! <laughs> since you've asked. Oh, by the way, did one of you access the email? Uh, <laughs> I saw that someone had accessed it twice today. Yeah. Did you fucking get so hard when you didn't send that message? Uh, no, I got very frustrated. But no one uh, asked. Like, <laughs> no, that I didn't. I. It was like. It hurt my head to not ask. When I get I, those emails, I cuck myself. I cuck myself. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. All right. I just... Go ahead, Michael. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So John just John just um, chat, sent a chat to the, the group chat, and he said, <laughs> did anyone access the email? So thank you for that, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It's important to clarify. Did it feel good yes. uh, watching me send that message that you wanted to send? Well, if no one answers, then no. Then I don't get the release that I so crave. I just want to know who accessed the damn email. Well, anyway, he's, he's been Cuckleberry Finn. And Shane, uh, we gave you a podcast hush about your past. And yes, now by the email. we want to hear about Shane. Well... I'm sure this will be riveting listening, and I will try to spare some of the detail, because we can get super nuanced here. But the first band that I was ever in was created with uh, one of my best friends, who is still uh, one of my best friends to this day. It's my, uh, f as he referred to himself, I will always remember the phrase, uh, my flaming poetic brother-in-arms, uh, Mr. Zach. 
And uh, so Zach and I met in journalism and decided to start a band because we both were really shitty guitar players and thought, you know, why not? Let's waste some people's times subjecting them to tone deaf nonsense. And uh, through that, I stumbled into another friend of his by proxy. And we just started kind of like making this weird conglomeration of people who knew how to play instruments and would just go hang out like you do when you're, you know, 16 or 17. Uh, of this throng is one of the gentlemen in question who, for anonymity's sake and, you know, to avoid litigation, we will just not name. I'll call him Cletus. Cletus. And uh, anyway, Cletus uh, decided Cletus? to come in and, and play keys. And so when this turned into the Decepticon marching band, as named by our guitar player Jesse at the time, who I can name because he's a marvelous man and a very good friend of mine still. Um, he brought this cat in and he liked a lot of the Doors stuff and was big on kind of acid rock. And so we had a very diverse collection of material. We would cover Black Sabbath, Santana and the Doors. <laughs> you know, it's a really <laughs> weird conglomeration of musical influences. Makes sense. And, though. Checks out with, with how I know you to be. Yeah. And the gentleman who played bass in that band is another... Uh, guy that i was very close with at the time named roman all of this will come into play later on and this weird tumble dryer so cletus of... <laughs> leads to roman yes so we uh we had maybe like one or two died in the wool practices with cletus before cletus shuffled loose of the musical coils and uh went on to impregnating people as a career and uh, fucking uh, throwing rope is a life choice. Indeed. Indeed. There's a brood of failure that is uh, littered all throughout the Havasu proper area that I'm fairly certain he's mostly responsible for. Uh, okay. The occasional broken condom may have come into play, but that was just because it, of the guy he was fucking at the time. I was gonna say, is it really a broken condom if you tore it yourself? <sighs> tore through that stuff just for the taste of it. Did and... you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> Little pinhole plungers. Anywho, just no. like my father, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> I'll show you what my snozberry tastes like. Uh, no, he's both of these gentlemen and I have no further static. I'm just being funny. Um, or attempting to allegedly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so he was not, he, we didn't ever do any real gigs with this group. We all just kind of played around Cutting and uh, entertained ourselves uh, whiling away the afternoon hours. Occasionally. How old were you? Flash forward. I was probably 16, 17 at the time. Okay. So like first high school band. Yes, exactly. It was literally the first band that I was in. Um, and then, Flash forward to maybe six months later, I started playing shows out frequently by myself. Uh, we started doing like an open mic night with a, um, a collection of poets from the high school. So I was the nice. editor of the high school literary journal. So I sponsored these events down at these coffee shops in town and we would do poetry readings because, you know. Everyone loves the hoity-toity arts from 17-year-olds who just want to wax poetic about how their balls will bust if they do not meet Jenna behind the lockers, you know. And, Jenna's uh, bringing the bust. Indeed. <laughs> it's about a C cup. And <laughs> I thought you were talking about busting a nut, but you were talking I mean, about the bust of the cups. I'm just showing the dexterity of the word. Would you and, bust a nut on the busted cups? 
it's a peanut butter cup if it were. Why weren't. not? <laughs> Why Reese's. not? Yes. So, uh, Jesus, long story short, too bloody late. People stopped showing up to perform. So we would get no one who came in to read poetry but me. So I would just be stuck, you know, one asshole in a microphone, much like this podcast, and uh, trying to entertain throngs of people, all seven of them hanging out at a coffee shop at 9 uh, 9 p.m. on a Friday night. And so I just started taking my guitar with me. And, you know, if no one showed up, I would play songs. This led to me kind of getting plugged in with the Lake Havasu Musicians Network, which is a collection of great people. Uh, Lowell, a good buddy of mine back then, was sponsoring that. And I started going, hanging out with them, doing open mics, playing shows. And so I got to be a regular on the coffee shop circuit there for a good long while, playing like every Saturday night, doing three-hour sets. Which, as a high schooler, was grand. This is where I got exposed to my first taste of coffee after having played in coffee oh. shops for years. Uh, See, this is the episode that we needed. This is the flashback, like, like you've been you've been with these established characters for a while, mm-hmm. and then you get the the flashback episode of like, why does Shane drink origins? so much coffee? <laughs> yeah, just like why does John drink so much? And then you go back to you know trauma. Daddy. And then you realize that you don't want to hear my origin stories because they're we very boring. We tried to hear your fucking origin story once, and we constantly now rib you about the t- one time you did pot. And uh, the answer for John's alcoholism is daddy dick. So, <laughs> Daddy and brother dick. He prefers to Whether go by Richard no, no, no. or Card. Everyone fucked dad. <laughs> it wasn't limited. You know, he, he wanted to sample all of the snack pack. You know, it's jokes like that. It's the reason that my mama doesn't fuck me anymore. <laughs> well, she's still fucking me, so it's fine. <laughs> she's tired for fucking my dad. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> so, um, Joel, who ran one of the coffee shops that I played at there called Java Rush, which is no longer there. It is defunct, mm. but uh, Joel's a fantastic man. Um, he walked up to me at one point. I mean, I would leave the coffee shop with that smell, like, saturated in my clothing. <laughs> Which is the greatest thing if you love coffee, but if you don't drink it, you, it's just kind of one of those things you're like, hmm, that smells good. I love the smell of that, but you know, I'm not going to drink it. Because you always get the bitter, you know, disgusting coffee that they serve in like hotels where <laughs> it's not intended for human consumption. It's just like a, a quick caffeine dump for somebody that you have to it, have. It was made like 24 hours ago and it's just been sitting on the hot pot since yes and it's like somebody please drink it so i can refill it to last for the next week the manager put a cigarette out in it tangentially related that is how i feel about half the time about the smell of cigarette smoke now that i'm like done smoking cigarettes like i'll smell it at the bar or out out and about and some days i'll be like oh fuck that smells so fucking good and then but you know you know you're just like yeah it's not can't really do that anymore which is funny that you brought up the cigarettes because another trigger again it's weird to think about things that you like trigger your like addict brain mm-hmm. um because being off of cigarettes i still it's been like when you met me shane i was uh, very like a pack a day smoker without question and i i think it's been over at least a year and a half almost two years since i've smoked a cigarette um but still to this day, I think at least every week I have a couple of cravings. And there are moments every single week where I'm like, you should go buy a pack. Yeah. <laughs> and one of those smells that triggers it um, is fresh brewed coffee. doesn't matter if it's good or bad coffee because I loved, loved the pairing of coffee and cigarettes. 
I mean, because it's the only thing you can taste after you've had a couple cigarettes. Yeah, also, True. instantly makes me shit, so. <laughs> True on both counts. Yeah, so I, I on, on days where it's hard to pass a brown, it really, really is tempting to go get a pack of smokes. Mm. <laughs> Just have a big, vicious shit. <laughs> big if true. <laughs> anyway, you were talking about Lowell and not me being an addict. Well, there's Lowell and Joel, and both of them have the same last name. <laughs> so if you want to get even more confused, uh, it, it, it gets it crazy. Does it rhyme? Okay. Does it rhyme with Lowell and Joel? No. So um, Lowell, Lowell is your friend. Uh, so and Lowell soon, Joel the, is the one uh, who owns Java Rush. Correct. Not that this is really pertinent to anybody, but it plays out. So uh, after I'd been pretty established at Java Rush for a while, I stumbled into Cletus's brother, Anus. Cletus. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's pronounced Anus. I just <laughs> wanted to, you know. Anywho, so Anus uh, stumbled into my life at one point, and uh, I did not realize he played music as well. Can we change and... his name? Because I'm only gonna hear I'm only gonna hear you mispronouncing anus. <laughs> that was kind of intentional, that's John. The, that's the point. <laughs> so uh, it's trust me, it's apt. So anus <clears throat> and and he I played started... with his anus. <laughs> Sorry, he just hates us. He <laughs> hates us with his anus. <laughs> Playing the old bitch whistle on the uh, the butt trumpet there. They hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> All my haters eat, eat my tater. My <laughs> so, Annis and I uh, stumbled into one another just through ha happenstance. I don't remember how it exactly happened. We talked about him playing music and me playing music. And I had been doing occasional jam sessions with my buddy Roman, who had been in the Decepticon marching band as well. And so I was like, hey, we're, you know, we're three-fourths or three-fifths of the way towards a band, so we, we might as well complete this thing. As it turned out, Roman also knew a gentleman who played drums named Mike. Go figure. And There are a lot of us. So we started a band, uh, which we would later name Clarisy. Which is, uh, it was the word of the day on dictionary.com when Anus was checking it out. And, uh, and he <laughs> truly, see. It's a good name. That's a good reason for a name. I, I, I like it. It's, mm -hmm. I'm sure the podcast know, or interview tactic exists already, but I would be fascinated to know why every band shows their name. Because exactly. there's always, most times, a really random, like almost to this, this story, like nonsensical reason why. It's like, why'd you, why is your band's name Gushing Grannies? Oh, well, I listened to this podcast and they're fucking stupid and they they threw it away. So I decided mm -hmm. to you know make another. <laughs> I take that fucker. I like that in the course of all of that though, no one has asked where the hell the Decepticon marching band came from. But yeah. I thought it was very obvious, so <clears throat> I I just didn't bother asking. Yeah, well, that's important. Would you care to explain? No, no, we're just going to leave that No, no, okay, it's, it's, it's too life's, obvious. Life's Everyone mysteries. should know it. Yeah, no. uh, Jesse was a goon for Transformers. He had the uh, the Decepticon logo on his guitar. Okay. And well. because when you're 16, you're very creative, and that just spurred. He's like, let's call it the Decepticon marching band, man. Uh, Jesse was a pastor's son. 
and is to this day like one of the most spiritually infused people that i met but man he sounded like a stoner all the time and i, I was thinking he was t- like taking a hit and then it's like bro hence the black sabbath adoration he had studied well, he had that entire like black sabbath songbook and he learned all of tony ioni's solos like note for note like he was dedicated in his love so he had to be rocking the ganj a when lot. you see uh, here in the Decepticon marching band, we play all the notes. Indeed. I still played cowboy chords, though. I'm not going to lie. Um, long story short, too fucking late again. Um, we start actually picking up a little bit of momentum with Clarice. And uh, as we're starting to get a little more serious, uh, Roman was taking classes with me. We were both in college. Um, Mike was in college with us. Um, and Anis was still, or Anise. That's Anis. better. Anise Anis. is better. We're still going with Anis. So Anis uh, was, uh, was a still a, a youngin, a high schooler, but was Not also quite stretched out yet. Yes, we hadn't gotten all the way in him. But uh, he was working with his brother at said pizza shop at the time. Just uh, getting the occasional wage. Was his brother's name Fisting? No, it was Cletus. <laughs> Cletus Bundletrons. That's it's the Bundletrons family, as we well know. What about Cletus and Fisting Anus? No one was Fisting Anus, okay? <laughs> and that's why he was so upset about if it. Anyone's gonna fist, if anyone's going to Fist Anus, it's going to be me. He was, <laughs> he was a great guitar me. player, though. He had, uh, his fingering was fantastic. So... <laughs> Uh, we started playing, uh, we started trying to play shows and Roman was, uh, not quite in sync with the group. He didn't really practice and he didn't really catch on to stuff when we were playing through. I wasn't really playing guitar as much. I was just singing and this will play a factor in later on. So after a little bit, they actually, Mike and, uh, Annis asked me to fire Roman not let's oh, all this is your first time firing a band member uh-huh so not let's all sit down and and have a discussion it's like you tell him we don't want him in the band anymore now this is my friend and again the one who brought mike into the mix as well which i find very funny oh. how it's a cutthroat thing with musicians for some reason and this is where i start i am also to blame in a lot of this so i'm not trying to scapegoat anybody else in this conversation because i knew he wasn't living up to it and he did it because it was fun. He was a great bass player. He just didn't care to put the time in. He was dealing with girlfriend stuff, trying to go through school, trying to get himself. He was going to transfer over to a college, uh, a university sometime. So he wasn't in the game. Well, the three of us were, you know, imbeciles who didn't have any better prospects. So we just wanted to while away the hours making music and cut to, <laughs> you know, two and a half decades later. And here I am doing much the same with much more capable mooks so uh yes you're welcome and uh so i had to fire roman he didn't take it well and we wound up not speaking for a while because of it and uh i went and grabbed another friend of mine that had been in a band and this all gets so man we can get granular i i played around with a couple guys that were in choir with me they had a band called dirt which i Beautiful. being an allison chains fan i'm like awesome and then they're but like the oh no reason... no oh sorry i was gonna say Go but ahead. the real reason that they named the band dirt is because one day probably around the first rehearsal they did someone tripped and just 
just ate it and they're like i ate dirt <laughs> see you would dirt think don't hurt no 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 i have a this is a much more inspirational and meaningful title because uh the name stood for disciples in revelation times <laughs> trick question i set myself on fire <laughs> so what's funny is uh the guitar player in this band is named and he will not mind being outed here his name is adam michaels and was an absolutely phenomenal vocalist, great guitar player. And he went on to found his own band later on. Uh, and naturally, I'm going to completely just lose whatever the hell their name was. But uh, they were their claim to fame was they are featured in the closing credits on Resident Evil 2 or 3. Wait, and the movie. Oh, was the, like... the film. So and, and Mila jo Mila Jovovich specifically chose them to put them on the soundtrack. They're oh. the closing song, like they like mm -hmm. when, yeah, when it goes as to the black. credits are playing. They're that's they're on there. Uh and well, it can't be can't be two because two is um isn't it the end of heartbreak? End of heartache, sorry, from Kill Switch. Because I remember Resident Evil Apocalypse coming out and I was just at the the point like that was a badass movie like i snuck in to see okay that movie. so they were called searchlight and they uh it was the closing credits for resident uh resident evil extinction nice yeah so I'm gonna um look it up right now as you talk it's a, it's a fun song actually because it's about the resident evil games and a really cool Ooh. song uh, and their the album they released it on was really fantastic as well. I caught them as they came through Phoenix on a tour. They opened for Kiss what? on tour, oh, so I'm okay. yeah, I'm not kidding. Awesome. Dude went on to actually have some bona fides, and he's in a band that plays um, like sort of butt rock and uh, country music in Chicago currently. Ugh. Right on, Go but you, uh, yeah, he's he's grand. So he was the guitar player in this band with a couple other guys, Chase and Nick, and then uh, this guy named Tony who played bass for them. <laughs> and once uh, Dirt fired Adam, I kind of stopped hanging out with those guys as much, and uh, eventually reconnected with Tony, who joined in as the bassist for Clarity. We played a couple shows, including one where we uh, had the radio station down f in Havasu in front of Java Rush. And I have photos of us playing this, you know, glorious gig at the coffee shop in Lake Havasu. That's the big time, right? Which you should oh, share man. so that Courtney can put that on the grum. I will see if I can dress. I mean, I have physical photographs in a box oh, somewhere. I mean, okay. I'm, I'll see if I can find the digitized one because uh, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. a hot minute. That would have been around 2001, 2002, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, here's a weird bit of housekeeping. Um, so Anus is the one. <laughs> Anus is the one who got me into the Pixies. I did not like the Pixies the first time we played them. I hated doing the song, but we did renditions of uh, Here Comes Your Man, because it's the popular song everybody knew. And uh, random nonsense. He was really big into Radiohead as well, uh, and he would throw me like Kid A and want me to listen to that. So we did a song off that called You and Whose Army. Really weird, esoteric stuff. So... The rest of the band kind of had a different vibe than I did. And I have kind of perpetually been the pop rock kid who likes the catchy, uplifting stuff. And all of them were big, like, you know, 
detuned Radiohead, odd obscurist rock kind of feel. Right. And we started to kind of get crossways. The other thing was, and admittedly, I had a major inferiority complex at the time because I really wasn't a great guitar player. I'd probably only been playing for like a year and a half, two years at that time. So I knew chords, but I mean, I wasn't going to rock anything. Yes. Um, But I could sing and that was really what my role was in the band. So one of the things that got everybody worked up is I wanted to write all the lyrics. That was kind of the whole point to me. I had read lyrics other people came up with. And I was like, yeah, nah. And, you know, that's a kind of a condescending, douchey thing to say. But also at the same time, like, I've held true to this a lot over my maturation as a human being, but also as a musician. It's like, if I'm going to sing a song, I kind of want to connect to it. So I'm yeah. very yeah. particular about stuff I cover. And subsequently, like, if you're going to write a song, I want to want to engage with it. And if you're going to make me sing nonsense, like, it's going to kind of remove me from having any passion about it no absolutely it makes sense yeah i mean it's your part you should have the you know the first and final say on the lyrics because it's it's your part see you would say that so then the rest of the group took offense to that as uh you know me wanting to control everything and and not caring for any of their contributions and just saying nobody else writes lyrics but me is like i'm a prima donna and I understand what, you know, where the perspective comes from. And so after we'd done this, we were having conversations with Joel, who ran Java Rush, who consequently his uncle owned tour buses and uh, provided the buses for a lot of musical acts that were going on tour at the time. And so we were going to do like a multi-city quick tour with the band to try to pick up enough money to record a demo. That was kind of the the run. And we were getting a decent bit of buzz for Havasu, for God's sakes. And so that was the plan. A couple of weeks before we were really trying to brace for this, I got a phone call at like nine o'clock at night from the three guys in the band who then proceeded to tell me it, I was not welcome in the band anymore. And they wanted to go in a, a different direction. And they felt that they have some really good songs musically. But, you know, my lyrics and the the vocals just weren't going to jive with what they wanted to do so they were firing me over the phone which of course is the classy maneuver but when you're teenagers you don't want to run the possibility of a guy twice your size beating the holy hell out of you because he's upset about you know being kicked out of the band he started and they said so they I wanted spooky it. songs so when you gave them the lyrics to the bones are their money and <laughs> I don't understand why. Yeah, I, I really don't know. either. I mean, I pulled their hair up, but not out. They said gospel ain't selling anymore. Give us something spooky. And uh, I said that was a racial slur and I refused to hear it. And uh, so there was a parting of the ways. So long story short, too late in saying, yes, there's a pretty good reason that these individuals would probably say to your associate at the time that I was a dick because we were in the process of yeah. breaking up a band, which is notorious, regardless of how close you are with somebody. If you've been fired from a band or you break a band up and you go pursue other projects, as some people like to say, uh, it, it very difficult to keep it amicable until you have a little decompression period. And uh, I didn't talk to those guys afterward. Uh, I really avoided them like the plague and was very bitter about it for a while. But it was a really great teachable moment for me 
that, you know, you need to collaborate with people and share your feelings and not just put your foot down and say, no, fuck you. I'm the one who's coming up with this content and uh, you don't have any say in the matter. It's just, you know, you live and learn, but I wasn't entirely fond of them either. And the music they went on to make afterwards in the band that they entitled Liam uh, really just, uh, you know, caught the world by a storm and set everything on fire. And, you you know, they're very famous today. Well, they are the reason that COVID-19 happened. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Uh, but Michael, well, one, thank you for the uh, the flashback. This is where I, I was. This is who I am. Uh, I'm story. sure it was riveting. No, I liked it. I liked it from a perspective of being a musician and then also from being a musician who has made lots of music at this point with you. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I am glad that they kicked you out. Um, <laughs> Same. So that you had that teachable moment because... I, I was thinking it earlier on uh, when you're when you got up to the lyric section where I was like, there's so many times where I think you've you've been on the verge of telling me that my lyrics are bullshit or like <gasps> a lyric is bullshit. How dare you? And Ooh. you've and let me uh, no no it, it's a it's a positive thing because you find very <laughs> constructive ways of uh, approaching. Uh, distaste for something or something that rubs you the wrong way musically like as part of like if, if we're co-workers in this band together mm-hmm. like when we do write songs from scratch or from halfway to finish like you're very good and i guess you could say very good now um at meeting in the middle mm-hmm. and being like okay well you know take this part i'll take this part what about this do you think this works um you're really really willing to try different angles which I feel like if you didn't have that experience in your past, like now that we're doing the Marvel Origins, like you wouldn't really, you wouldn't be amenable like to those, that kind of like workmanship right now. Well, and also to your credit, though, the number of times that I think I may have disagreed or, or not had a, a good feeling about something you wrote are minuscule at best, if ever. And they've always been good calls. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not something that occurs frequently, but also it just... You learn after a while, one of the reasons I adopted the policy of I'm not ready for it yet. Sometimes things just don't hit you on the first pass. And, you know, and my taste is not universal. So there's plenty of material that I'm not going to gel with that plenty of other people do. Popular music is popular for a reason, but it doesn't mean that it is the be all end all. It's certified by, you know, the opinion of someone with a wallet somewhere. That's basically it. Yeah. Well, Michael, take us home. Uh, <clears throat> what did this person, because I don't think you actually said what this person said. Like we said, you said it over the, the group chat, but I don't think before we got into the origins that that you described, uh, you know, what was said. Oh, I mean, I. I about our beloved. I, beloved. Oh, he, he, he reached out to um, Cletus and Enos and, um, sorry, Enis. I mean, go yeah, and, uh, whatever and, uh, you feel. Sorry. And he responded back with, uh, yeah, apparently there's, like, a little bit of bad blood between them. That was it. He wasn't like, oh, yeah, no, they said Shane's a, a big dick or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It was just like, oh, well, apparently they don't really get along well. Uh, oops. Uh, that, that was pretty much the whole thing. Oh, because, like, him and I were expecting, like, it's like, oh, oh hey, you know these guys and I know these guys. Oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, small world, et cetera. But like, it was no, like, fuck oh. fuck that guy. He fucked my sister without a condom on. Yeah, well, and, and now she's dead. She she, she, died <laughs> she died from from the sex. It was it was it was ghastly. It was terrible. The scintillating <laughs> aspect of this whole thing is, well, uh, depending on who he talked to, 
uh, a- Anus and I <laughs> have a great relationship now. No, um, we, I think, reconnected a few years ago. And as I told John, the funny postscript to this whole thing is uh, we were doing the whole rundown of like, list your accomplishments, fucker, so that we can compare who's who came out better on this exchange. And he's like, yeah, I still kind of make music from time to time. Mostly I was uh, I was on tour with Blessed Union of Souls for a while. I was their guitar tech. And, uh, you know, that was uh, that was fun. And I, I learned a lot from those guys. And I'm over here. It's like, OK, I I mean, I that's I, something to put on a laundry list. I like the Blessed Union of Souls. I've covered a lot of their songs, so I, I can dig it. I don't but, know who uh, they are. It's OK. It's a little dated reference. But I believe that love is the answer. And I believe that love will find a way. And the life. Uh, good call. Finds a way. <laughs> but uh the interesting thing that i mentioned because i figured you want this included for the course of consumption uh the problem i had with cletus is he wound up dating someone who i had a major crush on through the course of my high school career and who i was in the uh literary journal with me and was a contributor and it was very well known for most everybody that I was kind of doe-eyed over her and it's kind of very well established. So right as uh, I started playing in a band with Anus, <laughs> uh, Cletus was dating this girl. So I'm like, mm, this is not fun. So I, you know, probably mentioned it t- a time or two, which, you know, always good to badmouth someone's brother to them, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. But when you're young, you're not really thinking about those things, and it's just a dick move. But uh, then uh, a little later on after that, there was a girl who I had spent a significant amount of time with. And this is where my I don't have friends policy came from is I used to hang out with her and another friend and Roman when Roman and I started reconnecting all the time. And then this girl in particular kind of strung me along because it was one of those like I I, I friend zoned you in my mind, but I'm never going to tell you that. So it's easier for me to let you think that the option of us being together might be a possibility. And uh, we went a while with this and then. I kind of figured out one day that things were not jiving and we kind of had a little bit of a blow up and that was the end of that. Probably like a year and a half later, she and Cletus were married and had their first child in arm. Yeah. (laughs) And they have had, I think, like four subsequent, maybe. Like, yeah. So there's a lot of that small town interconnectivity tenets uh that uh, you know you're you're prone to finding in those things so there's a lot of really bizarre when you're immature and and trying to figure out how to function in polite society nonsense that occurs in your teens that's just not informed by rational thought it is that you know the the pre-nut lack of clarity as we will do to allude yeah. back to earlier in the podcast yeah yeah so i'm sure neither of them remember me very fondly given context i'm sure i said some very caustic things like you do i mean this would be known i have my moments it is known well i i was going to share um another work story but i feel like the uh the escort bachelor uh kind of killed it for me (sighs) so 
No, I will just share that. my final story. No, I'm going to share it uh, on the After Dark. I'm going to save oh, it for the After Dark. Well, okay. I see okay. your game. All right, All right. fair enough. Um, fair enough. Fair deuce. Because I feel like uh, I feel like we succeeded in what we thought we would do, which is just have a fucking conversation for an episode. Uh, say Happy Inauguration Day. Um, even though that's not the point of the episode, obviously. Um, but Happy <laughs> Let's Inauguration just title Day. That and have nothing um, to do I with mean, it. we are There's talking about weird... severing ties to assholes. Uh, or that anus. Is, that is very fair. <laughs> so. um, yeah, there's this weird feeling in the, the the pit of my stomach. It's like there's like bright lights, uh, marching band music, but not from Decepticons. Uh, is Taylor it, is Swift? It, is it hope? Is there hope in my? Is that what hope oh, feels like? Is I thought you hope? were talking about Taylor Swift. I think it's acid indigestion. You you might yeah. Need you should take some uh, tums. Prilosec. Yeah. Well, in, in any event, thank you for sharing, Shane. And thanks for uh, listening to my porn stories. Oh wow! To you listeners out there, and to I listeners, that you said I mean that. Melissa. Uh, if you've made it this far, I am so sorry you had to hear about the pee pee in the mouth holes and the poo poo <laughs> and the die dies and the and the and the jizzes 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 come 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 there did we you go. say mouth come <laughs> no come 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 you got the poo poo the pee pee and the come come <laughs> uh in the name of the pee pee the poo poo and the come come <laughs> i quit <laughs> oh lossy that is in poo poo hallowed be like come come uh so my sperm does run i'm gonna rethink a lot of uh you know my feelings about moana right now (laughs) what can i say except that you're welcome uh no you're come come (laughs) what can i say but you're come come you're come come (laughs) come come you come come ishi me come comes Oh my god, Michael did a joke! Did you good? I just got a reference Spongebob, apparently. Oh, should I share that picture Sp- on the Spongebob Cum Cums? No, well, it was Wombo instead of Cum Cum, <laughs> but you. it was... Uh, Squidward? No, it was Patrick. Oh, Spongebob. Ah, Spongebob! No, no. Don't I, start I, playing I, the no, cancer no, kazoo no. again. No, we're not ready for this. Chocolates! Um, anyway, Are you ready for a segue? Are you ready for give Sigourney it. to fucking rear her head? Give it, Katie um, Morgan. Give it. <laughs> we usually um, would go on to directly record the new installment of Hogwarts School of Prayers and Miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to jump on Shane's bit here, but uh, that Wednesday show is reaching its finale. Right, but when this airs, it'll yeah, be over, in or it'll two be done. Days in two days, you'll get your season finale. Mm-hmm. Series finale, motherfucker. Serious finale. Um, no, it'll be you know season, but the the fanfic reads will go ever on and on. Yes, I'm so excited. I can tell. I I was letting you continue to illustrate to our oh, listeners what the dead what air to show how excited I was about fanfics. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that being said, I actually am excited about fanfics because you guys were correct, and we are getting like a nice little pop uh, of activity on those videos. So if you <sighs> found us because of, of those, 
yeah uh if you did find us because of those thank you for for watching them thank you for listening to us but yeah you're gonna get the finale there but we're gonna go straight on today and record the disinformed after dark podcast and that i'm gonna tell the story that i had in the chamber um and i'm now going to share a picture with the gentleman of spongebob that they'll never be able to get out of their heads uh which i already sent but we're just gonna show everybody else oh i Um, I saw that earlier if it's the finger inside of him yes we're gonna show that picture just 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 for the love of it okay Okay. um cool but yeah that's all i got guys Hey, that's actually from the uh, the web the episode that I was referencing. No one the Wumbo Wombology Hishi Me Wumbo Wumboing. Bless you. So you know, not all of no, us uh, have to you know show children's programming to keep our dates entertained. Uh, no, no, it was for me. She she showed it to keep me entertained. Did she? Well, did you change your dye dye afterwards or? Oh, well, after I after you come come pee pee. <laughs> I, she had to change my die die. I u i u p p he she die die in my cum cum. <laughs> Ew, wait, I, I don't want to parse that. I'm I'm gonna nah. I'll just yell end me. Well, and uh, yeah, it's the most appropriate past participle that we can find in the midst of this phrase that was a phase. Of the Disinformed Podcast. Well, thank you all for listening. We are thrilled to have you here, and I am sure that for the seven of you who do not know us personally that actually listen to this on the weekly, uh, that was very likely enough to bore you to tears. But, you know, what are we going to be? What else could I be? All apologies. But all apologies. Yeah. And uh, I call Koga Bane. So, yeah. come come as you are. And die, die like Kurt. (laughs) (laughs) That is a tease. I am going to work on that episode still. I did not forget. And you're going to sit and drink Penny Royal TT. (sighs) Anywho, ladies and germaphobes, podcasts, and OnlyFans, we sincerely appreciate you being here. Naturally, you can tune in for, you know, John's steamy story that will find you on After Dark, that you will find on the tubes of you every freaky friday at 10 a.m mountain time and then soon enough we are going to have a brand new fan fiction that will be debuting and we're going to keep that under our hats for the time being because we do enjoy playing things close to the vest but brace for impact because that debut is going to be just fraught with tentacles Mm, yes slimy yes as courtney would say uh, he's got to keep michael titillated somehow Mm, A little tentacle titillation, indeed. And for you tentacle aficionados, the molesting monster is that way. Yes. And furthermore, as a tease, I'm going to bring this around into a glorious little butthole, or uh, anise, if you will. Uh, The talk of the walrus at the beginning of this episode brought me to the conclusion that I needed to delve a little deeper into a film that both John and I are very fond of. So one of my upcoming episodes is going to be a little deep dive into the Kevin Smith film, Tusk. (gasps) Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Excitement abounds for all involved parties. And so, Michael, since I know you haven't seen it, uh, we'll, we'll get that spoiler all ready for you. I think I saw I saw the end result, and that's about it. Well, 
Brace for impact, my friend. I don't want to die in Canada. And uh, Michael has got a very interesting tale on the horizon as well. What uh, what are you going to be sharing with the kids next week, my friend? Uh, so I want to talk about the most vicious war Australia has ever fought within its own borders. Mm-hmm. And I realize that that could be a little insensitive considering that they probably fought the natives I was going to say, with the um, eradication of the aboriginals, that may be uh, somewhat testy the most- ground. Way to flex your white privilege there, you fucking cuck. The most vicious war against nature. There you go. Because everything there is trying oh, to so kill you anyway. need to build a rabbit-proof fence. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna. T- I'm gonna talk about the uh, Great Emu War of 1932. Right. And then next week all goes according to plan. We should be hearing a little bit about a velocipaster. Indeed. Yes. When our uh, missing in action co-host Courtney returns to the fold. I feel like our discussions on cum cum pee pee and poo poo might be a little bit less when we're in polite company. Nah. Uh, probably, yes. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves, gentlemen. This is a podcast for children, by children, and inside children. <laughs> but not on YouTube. <laughs> Gonna cum cum all ye faithful. Anus tested, anus approved. We're stepping on each other's jokes left and right today. It's a good Your thing. Your jokes are good left and right. All right, Autobot, end me. So, we are going to say adieu to all of you fabulous folk out there. Thank you for listening for the Disinformed Podcast this week. I'm Shane. I'm John. I, and I'm Michael. Rabbit. I, I usually say, you know, and I'm Michael if there's no one, pers- like, you know, after me, but, you know, I got all confused and I just... Yeah, what's in a name? Rah! And I'm Michael. There we go. Oh, jeez. So long and good night. So long and good night. Fuck you, Ennis. You kind of sound a little constipated oh, there. He is. He hasn't had a cigarette in years. So fucking. Tom Waits, calm down. <laughs>